Hi, this is Ann Cavera with another episode of Speeding Past 80. This week's story is called A Saturday with Alzheimer's and Gifts. This past Saturday, Jim and I sat at the kitchen table. He had his bowl of Raisin Bran. I've got a bowl of my healthy cereal, the one the kids like to call Kibbles and Bits. Meanwhile, the kitchen TV is on one of the morning shows. They're doing a piece on Burns Steakhouse in Tampa, Florida. I've never been there. But the decor, the dishes, the wine selection went way beyond anything that's ever come out of my kitchen. So I'm sitting there and I look down at my kibbles and bits with its half a banana and almond milk. I look up at the sumptuous presentation of specially prepared Wagyu beef and I'm a little sad. So... I tell Jim it's time for us to have a day out. Here's how that goes. By 10.30, we're in the garage. I'm helping Jim buckle his seatbelt, which he can no longer do. On the way to the grocery store, we have what passes for conversation. I point out items of interest along the way, like, this road is much better now that it's paved, and, oh no, we're going right past the post office, I forgot to bring the mail, and... Look, the sky's beautiful today, isn't it? Jim doesn't respond to any of my interesting comments. I don't expect him to. When we pull into the grocery parking lot, I say, It's not too crowded yet. Isn't that nice? Jim responds, That's nice. While our conversations may run thin, I still feel so lucky. Jim is physically strong. He never stumbles or falls. Also, he doesn't complain, and he always tries to do anything I ask. Inside the store, I get a cart. I place his hands on the handle. With my right hand, I grab the left corner of the cart, and we begin navigating the aisles. With my other hand steering the cart, my left hand grabs items on the shelves. I scarcely noticed when an elderly gentleman came alongside our cart until he spoke. He said, I've got some coupons I'm not going to use. Want to have them? No need for them to go to waste. His little act of kindness made me smile. I was glad to take his coupons. Among them, I found an excellent one for an item I was going to buy in the next aisle. You know, you never know how much a small act of kindness will change someone else's day. Well, the grocery store, library, and our favorite coffee shop are among the few public places we still go on a regular basis. So, as soon as we get home, we unload the groceries. And then I ask him if he'd like to go to the coffee shop for an apple fritter and hot chocolate for lunch. Don't judge. We're old. A few extra apple fritters aren't going to make a difference in the long run now. So, on the way out the door, I grab a couple of books to drop off at the library. The library is busy on this Saturday. We have to park at the far end of the lot. I asked Jim if he can wait while I run in and leave the books. He says yes. About ten feet away, I spot a young man slouching at an odd angle against a light post. He looks troubled. This makes me nervous about leaving Jim alone. I say to Jim, just stay here. I'm locking the doors. Don't open them. I'll be right back. Well, he doesn't know how to open the doors anyway. 
and the windows won't roll down if the power's not on. So I feel like for a couple of minutes he's safe, and I hurry into the library. Now that's when the trouble began. Inside the library door, I see four book carts loaded to the brim with books and DVDs. On each cart in large letters or signs that say, free, free. I can't believe it. I pay for these things on a regular basis, and here they are giving them away. They might as well be offering cocaine to an addict. Vaguely, I remember Jim is in the car alone. I reassure myself he's going to be fine. He can't open the doors. The windows won't roll down. So I said a quick prayer and promised myself I'd leave after a two-minute look. Well, over the next five minutes, I grab eight items, three DVDs, one on brain fitness, which I'm pretty sure by now I really need, another on autism to give to my daughter, she works in that field, and one on the journeys of St. Paul. Well, who could pass up spending a couple of hours traveling with St. Paul? That's holy. It's got to be worth something. And then there were two self-help books. Hey, it's never too late to improve. And three more books about famous authors. Pearl Buck, Nathaniel Hawthorne, and the Irish novelist Maeve Benchy. Loaded down with treasures and a good bit of guilt, I go back outside. The young man I had worried about is no longer in sight. Jim is waiting patiently in the car. Time doesn't mean much to him anymore, so he's not worried that I've been gone longer than I expected. All of the worrying, all of the guilt has been on my part. Here's the point. It would have been easy to stay home, avoid the guilt. You know, Lent starts tomorrow, and some of us will be observing the next few weeks, trying to decide how we can deepen our faith, really do more about letting go of things that don't matter. In fact, Today, I plan to write a podcast about Lent and how each of us have opportunities to make choices about whether we live in deserts or gardens, but instead, we made the choice to get out of the house. For our trouble, we were handed a little cash and free books. After my library adventure, we did go to the coffee shop. In the middle of the coffee shop, in that packed, friendly place, I found three people were choosing to live a perpetual Lent. I'll write about apple fritters, hot chocolate, and Lent next week. Thanks for joining me. Please join us again next week for Speeding Past Dating.